It is episode 39 of the Weekly Take Podcast, and I am joined by just myself, Dominic Joseph. Again, I am your host for episode 39, and what I like to do is every episode, I like to give a little brief history of every player that has worn the certain number that corresponds with the episode's number. So today we are on episode 39, and that means we have a player who wore the number 39. His name, his name is Larry Zonka. He won two Super Bowls with the Miami Dolphins and was part of the Miami Dolphins' undefeated team, the only team in the NFL who has only done that. The New England Patriots came close uh, to having the undefeated season and winning the Super Bowl, but fell short against the New York Giants. Um, so the Miami Dolphins have that big history. This is like the kind of the only thing the Dolphins really got. Um, he was a five-time Pro Bowl selection. He was a 1979 Comeback Player of the Year. Had a total of 8,081 rushing yards, averaged about 4.3 yards a carry, and had 64 rushing touchdowns. And again, this is Larry Zonka, played for the Miami Dolphins. So, episode 39 is finally here, and it's been a, it's been a little longer than I anticipated. It's just how things have been going lately, and I don't mean that in any mean way. But today, I got a really fun, uh, exciting thing I want to do with you guys. I want to do a live fantasy football draft. I don't know if any of you guys are big fantasy football players. But um, I think it would be really fun to, you know, do that with you guys. And so, but first, let's get through the NBA and then we'll talk about NFL last and then we'll wrap it up with the draft. So the NBA Christmas games were recently released. And what we have with those, we have the Los Angeles Clippers at the LA Lakers. So, you know, either both of them are technically home, but the Lakers things are going to be the things that are on the court. They both play in Staples Center, Staples Center. Uh, Kawhi Leonard will get his first, you know, you know, big time Christmas game as a Clipper and he'll get to play against LeBron, AD, Paul George will be able to play against the Lakers. It's going to be a really good game. And I really like how they, they made this a Christmas game. I really love Christmas games. we got Houston at Golden State with Russell Westbrook and James Harden against Steph and Clay. we got the Pelicans with Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson going against the Nuggets with Jamal Murray. There's a whole bunch of good things going on. And I apologize for people who are listening on to the video version. But uh, my camera has been uh, acting up a little bit lately. So... But we have Boston at Toronto, which is going to be a great game. We got a whole bunch of things that are going to be really great this year, I think, for the NBA side of things. Milwaukee at Philly. We guys, we got uh, Giannis against Joel Embiid, uh, like a rematch that happened this past um, playoff season. You know, there's a lot of good things going on in the NBA, and I think that a lot of people are really writing off the the NBA because the NFL season's coming up, but I am more excited for the NBA season, and I say that right now because the NFL season hasn't really fully started. I've had a Hall of Fame game to see and, you know, training camp stuff, some fantasy football. I actually have a fantasy football draft with my buddies tonight. Today is August 7th, 2019, and I, I, can't, I can't wait for it. But Carmelo Anthony, you know, uh, a longtime small forward who's been a generational talent, um, he played for the Denver Nuggets. He's played for the Houston Rockets. He's played for the New York Knicks. He is Carmelo Anthony. Everyone knows his, him as an offensive juggernaut. He can score a lot, but he's recently fallen on the, the older side of things and hasn't been able to get signed to a team. I was a huge Carmelo Anthony fan when he was in Denver. I really liked him over there. He was able to lock up Kobe Bryant in his prime. You know, not really lock up, but really limit and see his defensive play. But when he moved to New York, I, I understand that his game changed a little bit and it was under D'Antoni and it was more offensive driven than it was in Denver. 
But um, ever since he left New York, I never really, really was a big Carmelo fan. I just didn't like how his game changed. But I can respect the fact that Carmelo Anthony should have enough talent to make an NBA team. Um, you know, he, he quoted himself, 30 teams and I can't make a 15-man roster. I mean, I I just don't believe that he can't make it. Like, I feel like he can maybe make it on some team, but he's getting older and a lot of teams now, you know, like, hey, if you can't do both sides of the court, then we don't want you. And I, I totally understand that as in, you know, for the team's sake of things. But in other news, in, in Western Conference news, we got the Memphis Grizzlies releasing their new jerseys, which I think are amazing. I really always really like the Memphis jerseys. Um, they've always been really nice, and I, I wish they could go back to the Vancouver ones. And they will be wearing those this year, and I'm super excited for that. Um, but I wish those were their home jerseys. And I also wish, I really like the light blue jerseys. I really like OKC's jerseys, but I especially like the new OKC jerseys that look like the native um, font on them. Um, I think it is their earned, um, it's either their earned or their city jerseys. I couldn't tell you. But I really love those jerseys, and obviously I love the Spurs jerseys because I'm a Spurs fan. Um, I really like the OG Atlanta Hawks jerseys, not the ones they have now, but the OG ones that were just red and white. Um, I like a lot of jerseys in the NBA. You know, there there isn't really one I could really hate on. I think the 76ers and the Clippers colorways are a bit of a cop-out because um, those colors just look good together no matter what. So I kind of write those off, but I really do enjoy the new Bucks jerseys, the like the cream ones, and I I don't mind the Harley Davidson logo or logo on them. Um, there's some there's some like ads on jerseys that just do not fit, like the one in OKC, the Loveys one or the Loves, that does not fit, and it's hard to really like like it if it doesn't fit, you know. So in other things, Lance Stevenson who played for the, he's played for the Indiana Pacers. He played alongside Paul George. He's a point guard, and he was recently on the Lakers last season. And now he's he took a deal for like $3.9 million, I believe, to go play in China. And he, you know, he's going to make a name for himself over there. And I think that's pretty cool to see that Lance Stevenson is like, say, fuck it, man. I don't want to play in L.A. I want to go play in China. And he's going to build his fan base. And you never know. He could get a shoe deal. You know, T-Mac did the same thing when he went to um, Tracy McGrady, a small forward for the NBA, um, and played for the Houston Rockets. He played for the Atlanta Hawks. He played for the Magic. He played for a lot of teams. Um, he went to China, and he played. He really grew his fan base. He has a lot of shoes over there. He's a big Adidas guy. So maybe Lance Stevenson is like, you know, maybe that's a better route for me. Instead of kind of being like the not really known guy on the Lakers playing outside LeBron, and I get that. So moving into NFL and Football news, uh, Madden 20 just recently got released. Go get your hands on that. that was a re- it's a really fun game. A lot of people you know, like to hate on it. Uh, it's available on Xbox, PS4, and it's on the Wii as well. And I think you can get it on PC this year. Um, really fun game. Everyone should play Madden if you're a big football fan. It only helps you know, ignite who you like as a team. You learn a little bit more players. Uh, this is not a sponsor, by the way. Just a, a game I really love to play. Michael Thomas got the five-year, $100 million deal um, as a wide receiver, and I think he deserved that. In the previous episode, we talked about how he deserved the money, and he finally got paid, and he got paid a lot of money. So let's just say in the Cowboys' sake of things, when Amari Cooper is going to get money, it's going to be around that same number, and he's he wants to hold out too. There's a lot of people holding out right now. Um, the Brandon Marshall, a longtime Broncos receiver, uh, Miami Dolphins receiver, 
Um, and then he also recently just played for the New York Giants. He's currently working out with the Indianapolis Colts as a wide receiver. Um, good for him. I'd like to see Brandon Marshall back in the league. He was a truly a threat when he was in Denver and when he was in Miami. But I don't know if he has that same you know, route running and same speed ability. So we'll definitely see on how that comes about. Uh, Patriots signed Cameron Meredith. And this is the most Patriot thing I've seen in, you know, ever. They Cameron Meredith is a very, very talented wide receiver. Falls under the radar after he doesn't have a huge year. The Patriots say, we'll make you a good, great receiver. He's going to be a great deep threat over there now. And the Patriots are still going to be good. It's just how it happens. Cameron Meredith is now a New England Patriot. Um, I hope he stays healthy, and I hope he stays out of trouble. Uh, Lamar Jackson says, I will run less this year. As a Raven fan, I, I hope to see. But, hey, man, if why fix what's not broken, I hope he doesn't get hurt running. But I really love to see his elusiveness in the game as a quarterback position. I really like to see Russell Wilson. I like to see Cam Newton. I like to see Deshaun Watson. I like to see these type quarterbacks just run around and be mobile. Even Mitchell Trubisky's technically mobile. Aaron Rodgers is technically kind of mobile. Um, I just like how it brings the game a little bit more pizzazz, I guess. I know, and I'm not saying they're the only quarterbacks that are mobile, but it makes it a little more interesting when you have to like kind of respect that and the defense, you know, doesn't really have to worry about, you know, not getting you. But there's also quarterbacks that I respect highly that don't even leave the pocket. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, these, these quarterbacks like this, Phillip Rivers do not have to even leave the pocket to make a big play. Peyton Manning would get rid of the ball in two seconds and then he would fucking, man, he would make you pay. If you made, if he was stood in this pocket an extra second, he'd throw it 70 yards downfield, man. Peyton Manning was a, he was truly an amazing quarterback and I'm glad I was able to witness watching him. as like a actual, like getting into football. Like, you know, I, I saw the, you know, great players and all that, like on film and stuff and like old, you know, NFL stuff but it was really cool to see Peyton Manning play in person especially in the mile high uh, miracle against Baltimore Ravens back in 2012 I believe or 2011 um he was just on fire that game that game if you guys haven't seen a good football game go watch that game against uh, when the Ravens visited the Denver Broncos another good game I believe that everyone should see is the 2012 or 2013 Seattle Seahawks game against the 49ers when the 49ers came into the Seattle Seahawks for the Western or the NFC divisional game. No, the, yeah, NFC, cha- oh, yeah, NFC championship game in Seattle. Um, that game had so many great plays on both sides of the field, and how it ended was immaculate. If you have not seen that game, go at least go watch the highlights. That is amazing. That's probably in my, that's probably my favorite game of all time, to be honest with you. Seattle Seahawks and 49ers when Colin Kaepernick was still playing. Uh, Russell Wilson was brand new to the team. Richard Sherman was balling out. Bobby Wagner, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. You have Alden Smith, Patrick Willis, Ahmad Brooks. You got uh, Delaney Walker was a backup on the 49ers. They had um, Michael Crabtree as a young receiver. Frank Gore. Marshawn Lynch was on Seattle. There's so many players on that team that made it so much. I want to watch that game now. I want to go. Actually, after this, I might even watch that as I edit this. So, NFL. Hall of Fame game, uh, Denver. I know this is you know week uh, week out. Uh, Denver wins fourteen to ten uh, against Atlanta. Uh, Denver. We got to see Drew Locke in action, and uh, we saw that Joe Flacco is the option, and he is the starter. He was out there smiling on the sidelines, and he was just having a good old time. That he was not out there playing, getting injured. And do I blame him for being happy? 
no. I would be fucking pumped too. I'd be like, hell yeah, man, do your thing. I'm, I got my contract. I'm living my life. So, like I was saying, we're going to do a live draft on, let's see, we are going to be doing this on what website are we on? Man, I do not even know. I can't even find it with you guys right now. Let me, uh, so this is what we do then. We go mock draft NFL. And then it will bring us to fantasy. Oh, draftwizard.com. This is where I like to do just drafts. And it's going to do a, a simulator. So what we're going to do is we're going to start this mock draft. And for those of you guys who are hearing me in voice, thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to randomize the draft position. For those of you guys who do not know what fantasy drafting is, it is drafting players and hoping and you get points based on their statistics. So say I was a quarterback and I threw for 100 yards, that would be a certain amount of points. So we usually do 10 points per Ten yard, or a point for 10 yards. So say I threw for 100 yards, I would have 10 points. If I get a touchdown, that's six. So, you know, you're trying to pick the people who you think are going to get the most amount of statistics. So, you know, you get a receiver and he gets two touchdowns a game, you're going to have 14 points. So when you play with your buddies, you're going to think, oh, I got to get this guy because he's going to get more points. And that's just how fantasy football works. So we're going to start the draft right now and we're going to see what position I get on fantasypros.com. And I got the... Third overall pick. And for those of you people who know, that's not a bad pick, to be honest with you. So what we're going to do is the first two running backs that went off the board were Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants, and he's a talented running back. Um, He likes to take the outside and get big plays. He's a very talented running back out of Penn State. He was a rookie last year. This is his sophomore year. Um, I would pick Saquon Barkley if I had the first pick, obviously. Uh, the next pick was Alvin Kamara, who is now the sole running back of the New, or- New Orleans Saints. No more Mark Ingram. It is truly all him. He can receive, so he could catch the ball, and he could run the ball. And it's truly going to be about him this year. Michael Thomas as well. Drew Brees knows how to get it to Alvin Kamara. That is a great pick. But who do I pick for the third pick in the NFL fantasy draft for weekly take? With the third pick in the NFL fantasy draft, I'm going to pick... Ezekiel Elliott. And the reason I pick Ezekiel Elliott is I think he is going to get his deal done. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to make him play this year. I don't think he's going to hold out. His situation is a lot different than Melvin Gordon's. Um, He has two years left on that contract. He holds not as much leverage as Melvin Gordon does. So I, I do truly believe he is going to play. He's led the league in rushing two out of the past three years. And the only year he didn't was the year he did not play all the games in the season due to his suspension. He's one of the true, he's a true down back between the numbers, and he also is a goal line back. He gets so many touches. That game is based around him. If you guys remember to the game when they played the Los Angeles Rams last year, the Rams said, okay, we're going to take Zeke out of the game, and we're going to make Dak beat us, and Dak could not beat them. So when you have a player like that and that has a, such a big impact to your team, and when he's taken out of the game and you can't win, I want to take that player because if he stays healthy and Lord help me, I hope he does. Um, that's who I would pick. So now we're on to the second pick. This would be, you know, it goes instantly on fantasy pros. And I apologize for the, the snap in the ear there. But so after Ezekiel Elliott, we had Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr., Todd Gurley, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, uh, Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, and Dalvin Cook all go off the board. So I'm basically left with 
some real, you know, these are some players I'm like, damn, I I think I put um I believe I am on a 12 man league in this league. But so for running backs, I like to go running back heavy. I'm a big running back guy, especially in um fantasy football. So for this, I am going to pick Damian Williams. I really like Damian Williams this year. I think he's going to get a lot of um, touches this year with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he, you know, and the thing is with fantasy football, you got to come to who what gets to you. You can't go into hope to have a certain player. And that's a lot of thing a lot of uh, people do in fantasy football. You got to let the draft come to you. You cannot go in and really hope to get this person, this person, this person. If you have a list of three people and say AB's the only guy left and it's your second pick, that's a good pick. But if you're in the fifth round and you're still trying to get, I don't know, someone who's not even worth that time, it's not a good pick. You can't go in really praying to get someone. You got to, you know, hope the draft comes to you. And if you see a player that has a high ADP, so a player that is supposed to be where they are and they're above and people are reaching for certain players because they like a certain team, that's when you take advantage. Because right now, I'm on my third pick and I see Antonio Brown on the board. I'm taking Antonio Brown because he has a high ceiling. As a third pick, that is a good pick to have. AB used to be one and first, second, first and second round pick. So I'm taking AB all day for the third round pick. Uh, so right now we have Ezekiel Elliott as my first pick, Damian Willems, a, a Kansas City Chiefs running back. And then we have the newly acquired Oakland Raiders um, receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown as my third pick. So now... This is where the area where everyone kind of goes, oh, shit, do I pick a quarterback? And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, yes, definitely could pick him. But that um, I don't really want to. The top three um, tight ends went as far as two. If Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Zach Ertz was available, I would pick them because they give me a really good positional advantage as a tight end. But they are not there, and I think I'm just going to wait in that situation. Right now, I need to get a receiver I have. A, B, Damian Williams, and Zeke. So I would like to have another receiver just because it's a, you know, I have Tyler Lockett, who is the highest available. Um, I'm kind of shying away from Cooper Cup this year, not because I don't think he has talent, because of injuries. He's recently had a calf injury, and I do not want to roll with that, especially if he's going to, uh, people who have calf injuries usually uh, come out onto the field and end up having a, ACL injury. So I'm definitely not going to take that risk. So I think I am going to pick Calvin or no, Alshon Jeffrey. I think this will be a good pick for me to have him. I think he's a talented wide receiver and I might've reached a little bit for that, but I think he's going to get the ball a lot in Philadelphia. So now I have another back-to-back pick. So we're on our fifth pick now. Another running back. Sony Michelle is also coming off an injury. Be careful of drafting Sony Michelle. Um, OJ Howard is available, and he's going to be one of the only guys in Tampa Bay getting the ball. Mike Evans is also going to be there. And Mike Evans is not a bad receiver. A lot of people are kind of hating on him, but I still don't think I would pick pick him. So let's look at it like this. So we're looking at all – where are the running backs at? All the top running backs, the top 20 running backs are gone. So it starts with Sony Michelle. we got Philip Lindsay, David Montgomery, who is going to be the new guy in Chicago. So do we, you know what, let's go with David Montgomery as I, as our fifth pick. I think that's a good pick. 0% of experts agree, but you know what? I'm an expert on weekly take according to my diagnostics. So 
I agree with taking David Montgomery as the fifth pick. So now we're on our sixth pick, and now all the quarterbacks are starting to go. We got Patrick Mahomes is gone, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson is also gone. Um, if you could get Russell Wilson, I think he's a steal. Um, but in this is in this round, do you pick someone like Russell Wilson? You could very well, but it's not. I don't know if I would. I think I would wait one more round for a quarterback because I think I should get. I could get Lamar Miller. Will Fuller's a good um, receiver, but I already have Alshon Jeffrey on a bye week. And for those of you guys that you know forget what bye weeks are, it's when your team doesn't play um, that week. And in fantasy football, if you have two of your starting receivers and they're both on bye week ten, you're kind of screwed. So you got to be careful with your bye weeks. Make sure you're looking out for your bye weeks. Um, let's go ahead and look at Kenyon Drake. Eh, I don't really like Kenyon Drake because he's so inconsistent, but I think I am going to rock with, I like Tevin Coleman in San Francisco a lot this year. Um, I like Darius Geis, uh, Jordan Howard, I think could do great, but I already kind of have another guy on Philly. I like to try to shy away from people. I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman has a high upside this year and I like his division he plays in. I know they play the Rams and Seahawks twice a year, but I think those two games he plays against the Cardinals could really help him, and they always kind of do good against Seattle anyway. Um, not in recent years, but the rushing game, If the, you know, I like to see what the rushing game is like. And that's kind of a, you know, I, that's a really kind of ballsy pick, but I think he has a good ceiling, and I'll, I'll ignore his basement. So right now I am on my one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh pick. So let's go look at the quarterbacks and pick what quarterback we are. I'm in a one-quarterback league in this league. Um, I think I'm going to go with Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is just obviously he's going to throw the ball. So I'm going to go Drew Brees. So right now I got Drew Brees, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, Dave, David Montgomery, and Tevin Coleman on my bench. So I still need to get another wide receiver, a tight end, a defense, and a kicker. So let's see. We need to find a receiver. We can get Cortland Sutton, who I think is going to do very great in Denver this year. But I think, let's go look at the list. So, so he's the highest available one. We got uh, Geronimo Allison, who's going to do good in Green Bay. Deshaun Jackson in Philly. Already got Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I would not want to have two receivers in my lineup like that. Emmanuel Sanders, who is injured. Be careful uh, drafting him. Um, I think it would be smart for me to go Cortland Sutton, to be honest with you. I think the experts are, I think they're right in this one. So I'm going Cortland Sutton. Then I also have another spot available for the tight end defense and kicker. So I could pick Larry Fitzgerald, who's always a good pick to actually kind of have as consistent points because it's Larry Fitzgerald. They're going to give the ball to Larry at least eight times a game. Um, but he is getting older and his ADP is at 100 and we are not at, we're at 99th pick, so that's pretty good. But Jordan Howard is still available. I'm going Jordan Howard. I'm gonna. That's a good pick late, you know. He's going to be a good guy to have, but I have three guys on bye week 10. That's okay. That's that's definitely okay. Matt Breida, I'm a big Matt Breida fan, but ever um, Tevin Coleman came and kind of took some value away from him. Um, Jared Cook is available as a tight end. I am taking that all day. I love him in New Orleans with Drew Brees this year. I think he's going to do great. We got John Brown, who played on the Baltimore Ravens, who is available. And his pick is, he's usually picked around 167th pick, and it's the 123rd, so I'm going to kind of shy away from that one. Uh, Cam Newton would be a good uh, backup, but I don't know if I really need him right now. 
Uh, David Njoku, there's a really complicated bat. There's a, like there's a lot of receivers over there that can catch the ball. There's Odell Beckham, uh, Jarvis Landry. You got Nick Chubb. You got to worry about throwing it to too as well. Uh, I know he didn't have that many um, passing reception yards or reception yards, but there's still a lot of talented people. So I kind of shy away from David Njoku a little bit. Um, I like to get players that are really the sole players. John Brown has Cole Beasley over there. That's not really that big of a threat. And I think they still have um, LaShawn McCoy over there. Um, I am totally blanking out, but I believe LaShawn McCoy is still at Buffalo. Um, so I don't really know if I'd pick John Brown. I'm kind of thinking about it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go John Brown. I think that's a good pick because then, you know, if Cortland Sutton doesn't, you know, work out, then I could definitely have John Brown come in and do some work. And there's a lot of people going off the board. Um, we got Austin Hooper, who is a good uh, tight end deal if you guys need him. But my tight end is also on by week nine. So I'm going to try to shy away from that. Um, but you could also look at it like this. If you have a team that has multiple, you know, you have a lot of guys that are on bye week that one week. You could just kind of say, fuck it. I'll lose this week. And then everyone will be back. So a lot of people like to have that. And a lot of people like to not look at bye weeks. And that is a good strategy, too. I like to not really look at them. But it's good to know. Um you know, all the QBs are still really available. All the backup type QBs. You got Big Ben, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Philip Rivers. Actually, you know what? Um, I don't think it's time to get a backup quarterback yet. So I think I'm going to pick. Actually, yeah, I think it would be good to have a backup quarterback. I'm going to go Philip Rivers as my backup. I always like having Philip Rivers as a backup quarterback. And, I, and you know, I will also start Philip Rivers. He's a very good starter because he will throw the ball. But there's also games he'll get you like 16. But that's, you know, that's quality to some people. Um, defense. Do I be the first defensive guy? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Already got a backup. I don't have a backup tight end, though. I think Trey Burton is a good, and he's a good one. I think that would be fun. Yeah, let's go Trey Burton. Yeah, so we got a backup tight end now. And our starting tight end is Jared Cook, who plays for the New Orleans Saints now. Um, he's recently played for there. So so now we're on to the the defensive side of things. Um, recently, I've been really looking at the Cowboys because I listen to a lot of Undisputed, and Skip Bayless kind of makes me a little bit biased towards the Cowboys. But I really do like their defense as much as I don't like them as a team. They got Leighton Vander Esch, Demarcus Lawrence. They got um, Jalen Smith back there. They, You know, I really like that front. I think they're going to get a lot of sacks this year. So I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys as the defense. Um, and then for my last, hell yeah, if Justin Tucker is available, I am taking Jay Tuck all day long. Just Justin Tucker, man, I am definitely taking him. Um, so for my team, um, according to draftwizard.fantasypros.com, I got B+. Plus. So with my team I drafted, I have Drew Brees, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, Cortland Sutton, Jared Cook, Dallas Cowboys defense, and Justin Tucker. If you were to tell me that's my team going into a fantasy year, I'm going to take that every day. Um, I really enjoyed doing this fantasy thing with you guys. Um, so yeah, let's actually let's take this screenshot of this. I don't know. If, okay, I think I could take that. Let's take a screenshot of this. And I'll put that in like on the side right here or something like that. Um, but this was a really fun episode. I was glad I was able to, to draft with you guys and give you a little taste of what it's like drafting with me. I will definitely do another one before the season starts. I will do another format if that is the case. 
Um, again, um, Weekly Take has a number. You guys can call in and leave a voicemail and messages. I am totally blanking out on what the number is. I believe it's 425-322-6489, but don't quote me on that. I will put the number somewhere and um, on the episode in the beginning or the end. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode 39. My name is Dominic Joseph, and have a fantastic day. And I hope the fantasy advice helps you a little bit. I don't know if you guys ever have, hey, Dom, who should I pick? Let me know and I'll, you know, give you my weekly take opinion. Um, Have a great one, guys.